This week on the YSY Podcast, we're going to listen to some testimonials from student loan borrowers who have been the victims of negligent business practices. This is Tony Armiger, and you're listening to the YSY Podcast, Episode 1 of the series, The Voices of Those Affected. This is the podcast that informs you about how college tuition in America has helped contribute to the horrific $1.6 trillion in student loan debt in our country. We look at different aspects of the entire problem and provide you with all the information you need to know. 45 million Americans are burdened with an average student loan debt of over $37,000. Let's talk about it. Before I begin, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. To keep it anonymous, I'll call her JK. She wrote to us this week about her and her loved one's experiences with high college tuition and student loans. Listen to what she had to say. Hi, Tony. I just listened to your most recent two podcasts. Wow. I so agree with you. I graduated in 1992 with only 12K in debt. My brother in 1998 with almost 50K. What a huge difference. I was lucky because my German host parents lent me 120 k for business school and I was able to pay them back within two years. They actually made money on the exchange rate. An MBA from Berkeley is not the same as a master's in humanities. Anyway, love the podcast and I wouldn't send my kids to a university in the States for that amount of money. Best, JK. Thanks so much for your support and for sharing your and your brother's story, JK. Much appreciated. Now let's jump into the show. The Better Business Bureau is a private nonprofit organization that aims to enhance marketplace trust and promote ethical business practices. According to Investopedia, this is supposed to create, quote, an environment in which buyers and sellers can operate under a shared understanding of trust. An affiliated business is one that has to adhere to mandated guidelines to receive a Better Business Bureau accredited business status. Via its website, The organization receives consumer complaints and rates the performance and reliability of businesses based on specific criteria. Consumers can file complaints and disputes with the Better Business Bureau about unfair business practices and other marketplace issues. When we look back since its founding in 1912, the Better Business Bureau has successfully resolved 70% of filed complaints through mediation and arbitration. In this series, we're going to check out some of the complaints and disputes brought forth by college students and graduates regarding their student loan providers. Since the website is freely accessible and the disputes are open to the public, it's a perfect opportunity for us to see what student loan borrowers are up against when they do business with these, in my opinion, cheeky lenders. This is the first of a number of episodes focusing on this topic. Every episode of this series is going to focus on a specific loan provider. This week, we're going to focus on mine. Sally May, which is now called Navient. And just so you know, Navient had a total of 1,233 complaints over the past three years alone, and only 311 complaints were closed in the last 12 months. Now keep in mind, we're doing this series for two reasons in particular. Number one, because a large part of this podcast target group includes high school students and their parents, and they need to know what kind of student loan providers they're going to be doing business with when they take out student loans for college. The experience that the consumers we're focusing on will give you a better idea of what to expect and maybe even discourage you from taking out student loans altogether, which is not a bad thing. Number two, 
Many student loan borrowers who are drowning in debt need to know that they are not alone. Student loans in the United States can cause a lot of not only financial, but also emotional distress, and this shouldn't be the case. Listening to people who have submitted these complaints and who have opened up disputes through the Better Business Bureau's website will show you that you're not the only one fighting this uphill battle. Therefore, we thought we'd give these people an additional platform for their stories to be heard. And so you can differentiate between me and the people who have submitted the disputes. I'll take advantage of the audio editor and adjust my voice accordingly. So, what was the famous Mortal Kombat saying? Alright, fight. Okay, well, I guess in this case, dispute. March 12, 2020. I co-signed student loans for my daughter with various institutions. She promised to finish and pay back the loans. She did not finish and was unemployed when they became due around 2012. She said when she became employed, she would take over the payment. She has been employed for the past few years and has not taken over any of the payments. In the meantime, I have been paying them and since 2016 I became disabled. My monthly salary is less than half of my working salary. I let Navient know this several times. In December, I was late waiting for my daughter to look into a payment that was returned to Sally Mae for a summer session she did not take. I was told by Navient that since I started paying for it, I could not be reimbursed. Due to late payment, I had to pay $201 more. I kept asking that the payment be more affordable. The next month, the payment remained at that amount, $201 over the previous payment. So my issues are that the funds returned for the class not taken be refunded or considered toward other loans, which would lower the payments and that they would consider actually making the payment affordable. Looks like a classic case of a co-signer having to pay back the primary borrower's loan. And, as is very usual with student loans, this co-signer is the girl's parent. Parents are having to foot the college bills because their kids can't afford it. It seems that, in this situation, the student loans could also have caused family relationship issues. That wasn't explicitly mentioned, so I hope that's not the case. Navient's response to this came two weeks later and was as follows. Thank you for your message. Navient's Office of the Customer Advocate responded directly to the consumer. Please allow sufficient time for delivery. Now, if you look through the complaints on the Better Business Bureau's website, you'll see that this is the most common response. They don't ever really go more in-depth, probably due to potential legal issues. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the message that they sent to this cosigner was a template that's sent out in mass. For your information, if the answer from the company in question does not resolve the consumer's issue, the Better Business Bureau's website allows you to refute the company's response. In this case, the cosigner did. Here's what he said three days after receiving Navient's response. I have reviewed the response made by the business in reference to my complaint and have determined that this does not resolve my issue. The borrower is not helping with the repayments and I do not have the contact info. The business is asking for both incomes to be considered in the repayment. I understand that, however, that will make the payment higher than I can afford since I am the only one contributing to the repayment. 
They may not have the contact info for the borrower to send the forms and they need both of our information. Thank you for your help. What do you think Navient's response was? You got it. Thank you for your message. Navient's Office of the Customer Advocate responded directly to the consumer. Please allow sufficient time for delivery. Well, as consumers, we'd like to know how this issue was resolved, right? So in my opinion, the Better Business Bureau's approach in this sense is not the most transparent. But hey, I'll give them kudos for trying. At least we can see the issues people are up against. On to the next one. Dispute. March 10th. 2020. I had a loan with Sally Mae that somehow became a loan with Navian. I had automatic payments from my bank, so I was never late with my payment. At some point in 2015, a Navian employee called to tell me I was close to paying off my loan, and I could pay it all off in one payment over the phone. A short while later, I got an email from Navian confirming my loan was repaid. Last year, I started getting calls from Navient about $500 plus I still owed on the loan that I had not paid since 2014 and how it's about to default. I tried explaining to them my situation, but they were only interested in me paying them. Eventually, they went away. A few months ago, they came back asking for $900 plus this time. I sent them bank statements showing payments in 2015 and their own email congratulating me on paying off my loan. They got back to me, admitted to me some mistake, but said that $500 plus was still owed to them. They said the repayments I made in 2015 were to a federal loan. I only ever paid one loan and one account. Wouldn't multiple loans have different accounts? The person I made the final 2015 payment on the phone with told me I was done with all my payments. Were they wrong then? Or lying? On my most recent letter from Navient, they said the final 2015 payment I made was $139.90, which is not even half of what my credit card statement, which I sent them, says. Did they enter the wrong amount back then? Why haven't they contacted me about my debt for the past five years? I don't know if I have any legal recourse here. I don't want to have this hanging over me or ruin my credit. Even though I'm certain this is either a racket or a mistake on their part, I am tempted to pay the $500 plus to end this, again. But what guarantee do I have that they won't pull this again in another five years? Nothing like paying off your student loans and moving on with your life, and then five years later, BAM! Surprise, a-hole! You still owe us! <laughs> I mean, come on. Really. How can something like this happen five years after paying off your student loans? Here's a trick for those of you who are in repayment. If you're paying online, Take screenshots each time before and after you make a payment towards your loans. Make sure to include all relevant info in that screenshot and save each one in your personal records. Just in case trouble like this arises, you will have some concrete visual evidence to prove those bastards wrong. So what was Navient's response, which came nine days later? Yeah, exactly. Thank you for your message. Navient's Office of the Customer Advocate responded directly to the consumer. Please allow sufficient time for delivery. Oh, but the dispute doesn't end there. It goes into round two, and after just two days. Here's how the borrower, or shall I say ex-borrower, responded. I have reviewed the response made by the business in reference to my complaint and have determined that this does not resolve my issue. 
On my first message, I said they offered for me to pay just what they say I owed without including new fees they're adding. After contacting the Better Business Bureau, I received a letter notifying me that my account had been moved on to collections and I must pay all charges. The attempt at contacting me, they mentioned, was a call during my work hours or a letter asking me to call. On my first message, I asked for them to say in writing what amount they want me to pay and a note that they will not contact me after I paid said amount. They either made a mistake on their billing five years ago or they're making a mistake now. Either way, I am paying for their mistake. I just don't want them to come charge me again and again for something I've already paid, with receipts and their own emails to prove it provided to them multiple times. What kind of a counterattack does Sub-Zero use? I mean, how does Navient respond? Well, this came 10 days later. Thank you for your message. Navient's Office of the Customer Advocate responded directly to the consumer. Please allow sufficient time for delivery. Oh, well that's lame. I'm starting to think Navian has automated their responses on this platform. Last one. Dispute. Now take heed of this one and listen closely, because this complaint embodies exactly the reason why the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and 33 states in the U.S. are currently suing Navian. February 19th, 2020. This company misinformed us of loan forgiveness repayment options and denied us access to them. Every time I called for several years, they would steer me towards forbearance after forbearance, all under the guise of trying to be helpful. They misled me and many others. I still have hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans to pay back, and 40% of that money is their fault. I want justice. In any other field, this practice would be theft, plain and simple. For the record, I completely agree with this last statement. So, Navient, you're up. 13 days later. Thank you for your message. Navient's Office of the Customer Advocate responded directly to the consumer. Please allow sufficient time for delivery. And just two days later, Scorpion counters. Get over here! Uh, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I've just always wanted to say that on a really good microphone, and here I have the chance. So, okay, okay, off topic. So, how did the borrower respond? I have received the response made by the business in reference to my complaint and have determined that this does not resolve my issue. I am 36 and I am just beginning to get financially straightened out from the damage Navigant has caused me and my family. The harassing phone calls, the sneaky guise of an advisor who claims to be looking out for me and my best interests, and the damage to my credit report cannot go unpunished. Navient, you have acted like a criminal on numerous occasions and that's just towards me and my loans. I want financial compensation for the harm your poor guidance has caused me. Each forbearance recapitalized on my loans to profit only you and your company. Had I at least be given more forewarning about you and your ways. You profit and make a living off of ripping off the country's future. Loan services are assigned. I had no choice. The emotional harm you caused, I cannot put a number on. How you damaged my credit for years, I also cannot put a number on. However, the financial harm you caused, I can quantify. I want back all the money you earned from recapitalizing my loans because of your poor guidance. The exact amount only you could know because there are documents you have been keeping from me. 
the website doesn't have documents available that go back far enough. I have an email from 2012 and a form. Back in 2012, I owed about $189,873, and I had over $20,000 in outstanding interest. To capitalize that just at an average of my student loans, about 6.5% and extend to today would mean you made about $70,000 off just that capitalized interest to date. Going back, you see I have records showing this happened at least five times. They should consider themselves lucky I don't ask for the money they had made off of me and my student loans. I just want what I lost financially and I will not rest until I see some justice. You had advisors reach out to me claiming to have a special program opportunity back in 2015. Guess what that opportunity was? Oh, it was another chance to get tricked into another forbearance. I had to hire more than one financial advisor and I hired firms who specialized in fixing tarnished credit. Thanks to Navient. Thank you for your message. Navient's Office of the Customer Advocate responded directly to the consumer. Please allow sufficient time for delivery. Like I said, it would be nice to know what the outcomes of these disputes really were. But unlike in Mortal Kombat, we are unable to witness a fatality, or in more appropriate terms, a dispute resolution. If you're interested in reading up on more disputes and to find out what's going on with student loan business practices, go to www.bbb.org. There you can enter the name of the business you're searching for and or their location, and you'll get a list of all the related disputes. Here's your homework until the next episode. Share your stories. Tell us the experiences you've had, good and bad, with your student loan provider while paying back your student loans. And if you're worried about any repercussions, don't worry. We'll keep it anonymous. Get in touch with us on Facebook or through our website at whysohigh.org. This episode was recorded, produced, and edited by me, Tony Armiger Jr., in Hamburg, Germany. Design support was done by Sarah Roloff. Musical support was done by Scott Joplin and the Immortals with their Techno Syndrome, the Mortal Kombat theme song. Find out how to get involved and take action on our website at whysohigh.org.